Thank you for tuning in to the Practical Preservation Podcast. Please take a moment to visit our website, practicalpreservationservices.com, for additional information and tips to help you restore your historical home. If you've not done so, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, and also like us on Facebook. Welcome to the Practical Preservation Podcast, hosted by Danielle and Jonathan Kepperling. Kepperling Preservation Services is a family-owned business based in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, dedicated to the preservation of our built architectural history for today's use as well as future generations. Our weekly podcast provides you with expert advice specific to the unique needs of renovating a historic home, educating by sharing our from-the-trenches preservation knowledge and our guests' expertise, balancing modern needs while maintaining the historical significance, character, and beauty of your period home. On this episode of the uh, Practical Preservation Podcast, we have uh, Taylor Voltz with me from um, oh, Preservation Destination. I keep wanting to flip those. I don't know why. It's my own brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to make sure I got it right. Not that it would be the first time I got something wrong. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today. Of course. No problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So this is the first time I've had a, another podcaster on. So I'm kind of excited. Um, yeah. So, so, so tell me about your background. Uh, so um, I grew up in Georgia in uh, Kennesaw, which is about 20 miles north of Atlanta. And I went to college at Kennesaw State University, uh, which at the time uh, was just this relatively medium sized commuter school. And now it's like the third largest university in the state of Georgia. So it's, it's uh, grown a little bit, but um, I graduated from there with a bachelor of art in American history with a certificate in public history. And that public history certificate is kind of what we, what got me interested in preservation um, because I knew I had always really liked history, but I wasn't sure what to do with it. Right. Uh, you know, it was kind of going into it like, well, everybody just becomes a teacher. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to be a teacher. <laughs> um, so the public history kind of showed me the other things that you could do with a history degree, um, you know, besides being a teacher or something like that. And it just uh, it got me interested in preservation. And I started looking at graduate programs. And about a year and a half later, I um, was accepted to the Tulane graduate program for historic preservation. Okay. So it's a master's of preservation studies. Um, and I moved to New Orleans and I uh, uh, went through that degree and had a great time. It's a, the program's about three semesters long. It's not a super long program, but it is very comprehensive. Mm -hmm. And um, after I finished that, uh, you know, this is something that I, I would bring up a lot on my own pod, podcast when talking to other people. I just, I don't know what happened, but I finished my degree and I just couldn't, I, I don't, I hate to say couldn't find a job, but that's basically what happens. Right. Um, I finished up around 2010, uh, which is when there was quite a bit of cutbacks on government programs right. and things like that. And uh, so there were a lot of people not only graduates, but other people that had lost their jobs that were flooding, sort of flooding the field, I guess. And um, 
and I didn't want to leave New Orleans. So that was the other thing too. Um, I didn't want to to look for employment in another place. Of course, now looking back on it, it's like I probably should have, but <laughs> you know, eh, yeah. Well, you know, that, you're yeah, your mid twenties. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so those um, decisions make 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 your your life go the way it goes, though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And of course, everything yeah, has worked out eventually. But yeah, it was, it was quite a few years of struggling to, to figure out where I fit in and what I what I wanted to do, even after all of that education. And, um, you know, that kind of stuff. And so I, I, after some years went by, I was like, what, what can I do to connect me to stay connected to the preservation field? And then that's when I came up with the podcast the preservation destination podcast um and and so that was a way for me to make connections in the field with other people not just locally but all over the country and um you know just a way to stay up to date because this field just like lots of other ones you're there's new things happening all the time and you have to learn all the new stuff and keep up with everything so that was a way for me to um to stay sort of connected with the field and then now, a few years later after that, um, I have moved to Mobile and I live here with my husband and he got a job here. And so that's how we moved here from New Orleans. And uh, last July, 2021, I got a job as the director of the Historic Mobile Preservation Society. Um, so I'm the director of the nonprofit and I also manage the historic house, which is the Oakley house here, um, basically right in the middle of uh, midtown, the midtown area of Mobile. Um, so now I'm finally getting to do what I went to school for yes, yes. <laughs> and what I've always wanted to do. <laughs> yes, yes. I, um, so. yeah, we, um, uh, yesterday I was having a conversation. So I am, I, and I, 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 I guess I am officially the executive director at the Lancaster County Preservation, uh, the Historic Preservation Trust, but I'm part-time. So I have to stop myself from saying I'm part-time <laughs> executive director. But yesterday, yeah. I was, um, yesterday I was talking to one of the board members and we were just talking about career paths. And, and I said, I said, doing the podcast, I said, there are so many people that I realize are, um, coming to it as not, it's not like a direct path out of high school. It's not something that people really think to go into. And I thought that was interesting when you were talking about the public history kind of exposed you to it. Cause it's not really something that I think that most people, you know, 18, 19 are thinking, Oh, I want to be a preservationist. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I got that with some of mine too, you know, interviewing people as like some people would come from just general architecture or interior design um, you know, or, or just completely different, <laughs> completely different, right. uh, law backgrounds, yeah. you know, so it's, it's, it's so interesting to hear those stories. I, I mean, I, I just think that's a lot of fun to, yeah. to see how people get to where they, to the point where they're like, okay, I'm going to invest in being a preservationist and, uh, see where that takes me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, um, that's the other thing though, that I enjoyed about doing our podcast is meeting a lot of different people and, you know, different backgrounds and different stories, but all, you know, we're all, we're all pretty much in agreement, um, mm-hmm. with, you know, how preservation at least was. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so I, I think you kind of explained, but 
but what what drew you into preservation when you were kind of deciding what you wanted to do? Oh, um, so the the public history certificate that I took as an undergrad had had several different types of of classes that were were part of it, and um, there was one that was preservation. There was one that was archaeology. There was one that was just called like public history. Mm-hmm. We had a museum studies type class. Um, and so I, I kind of got to try a little bit of each thing to kind of see what I was more interested in. And I really liked the archaeology class. I think that's super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I kind of also discovered that it was way more math and science that I, than I wanted to do. <laughs> uh, so I was like, eh, maybe that's not the best option. Also, I was like three fourths of the way through with my regular history degree at that point too. So you're not going uh, backwards. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, no, this is already taking too long. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I just, it, in taking those classes, it just became, okay. You know, and, and one of them was sort of an architecture based class too. Uh, Cause that sort of goes with it. And I just had always really liked old houses, different styles of architecture. And then it just sort of came into this thing like, well, you can do, you can have a job and work in old houses and do these types of things that you enjoy, um, you know, and, and make it a career. Right. And, and I was like, well, that's, that's it. I'll do it. And, and I knew coming into it that it wasn't going to be one of those things. That's like, you know, I'm not an engineer. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not going to be rolling in the dough, yeah. but I'm doing what I like to do. And that was, I guess that's the, uh, the, uh, what do they call it? The millennial, <laughs> I don't know, the millennial thing right. that we were, you know, my age was always like, go to college and then do what you want to do. And you'll never work a day in your life. You know, that's right. what they told all of us when yeah. we were growing up. And, um, you know, uh, I think I finally got to that point, maybe <laughs> <laughs> some days aren't fun though. <laughs> right. I mean, it, yes. And, and I don't work, think they told but, you that. <laughs> yeah. It's still work, but like, you know, uh, but I get to come every day I get to come and I sit in this really, really beautiful old house and, uh, you know, and I get to talk to people about it and I get to talk to people about history and do research and, you know, so I am doing what I want to do every day. It's just, ideally everybody would be I mean that's a whole nother conversation I guess compensation is a whole nother monster oh, but yeah yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Sarah, I can't think of what her Sarah Marston or yeah yeah mm-hmm. she she was on the podcast maybe several months ago and she went into her 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 um uh push for for more transparent compensation and I think that's I think that's a I think that's a great cause because yes people do tend to get, you know, put into, you know, if you, if you agree to a lower amount, then as you move up, it's going to stay lower. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you don't know what, what the going rate is, so, and it is hard, non it's nonprofits are hard just because they don't have, you know, a lot of money, but mm-hmm. there has to be a way to, 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 to balance that out. I, I yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, if you want good people, you're going to probably have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so tell me about, about your podcast, um, Preservation Destination. So uh, I started in, I want to say it was 2018. 
And uh, like I said before, it was just a way to stay connected with the preservation community, um, even though I wasn't able to, you know, I wasn't working in the field. I was doing a lot of volunteer work and I was doing a lot of, um, you know, my own uh, furthering education. I, I was taking um, some courses on grant writing, which was mm -hmm. something that I had kind of done a little bit of in grad school, but, uh, you know, uh, unless you're doing it consistently, it just wasn't something that I was really familiar with. So right. I, I was doing stuff like that, volunteering, uh, some of my friends, uh, just helping them out with different projects. And, um, you know, I just kind of podcasts were, well, eh, I guess they were sort of already up and around by then, but I was just finding out about them, I guess. Yeah. And, and they, but they, <laughs> I don't think they were as popular as they are, are, are now. Yeah. 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 And so I was like, well, you know, that's a pretty good way that I could do some preservation stuff and be involved and at sort of a minimal expense to myself, um, which was also pretty nice. <laughs> um, and so I just was like, you know, and it was easy because I already had tons of friends and I was like, I just could ask the people that I knew um, that were there in New Orleans with me. And that sort of got me started. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I just, I started reaching out in some professional groups and, and just saying, Hey, you know, I've got this podcast. You want to come on, talk about what you're doing, your backgrounds, your education. And, um, it just kind of went from there. And I, I, I tried to kind of get people that were in different types of positions as well, not just directors of nonprofits or not just, um, you know, contractors or things like that. Like I tried to get a wide range of people with a wide range of backgrounds, um, practical preservation, like materials, but also the people that do the paperwork type stuff, like, right. uh, you know, um, nominations and things like that. So yeah. I that, tried to get a wide great. range. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I feel like I, I do that too. Um, just because, I don't come from my, my academic background is not preservation. I've, I've worked in preservation for over 20 years, but I, my academic background is not preservation. So I don't necessarily, like, I know sometimes I'll see like in the, in the like group, like the Facebook groups for, for professionals, like the, the, the discussions typically go to like acad academia and like, yeah. how, how can we, how can we make this, you know, this nomination or this form, you know, work better. And that's not the world I come from, you know, <laughs> right. and so, you know, I, 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 but I do have some of those people on, but um, you know, it's, it, it is, I, I think having a wide writing and bringing that out to the world and to the audience is, is, is important because it gives people a whole range of what preservation is because preservation isn't just one thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I, I joke that I have never, um, I've never chained myself to a building. And I think, yeah. my I think my husband thinks I'm serious. So he told me he wouldn't bail me out. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah. So do you, um, um, when do, when does your podcast come out? Like what, what, when, um, like, is it weekly or is it, uh, so right now it's on a bit of a hiatus, okay. um, because, uh, just with COVID stuff and then moving to a new state and yeah. starting a new job, <laughs> um, I had to take a little bit of a break. Uh, the episodes are still, the previous episodes are still up, but it was, it, it was uh, bi-weekly. I was doing it, okay. uh, like twice a month. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so I'm hoping to be able to get started with it again now that everything's calmed down a little bit. And now that I've built relationships here and a community here in Mobile, um, you know, I've expanded and, and I can, um, because I feel like, yeah, yeah, a lot of the stuff that was New Orleans focused just because it just happened to be that way. (laughs) But, um, so I'm hoping that, you know, now that I'm here, I have some more connections I can, you know, um, and I also actually looked at starting one for the preservation society that I work for as well. Yeah. So that's another thing that's sort of um, uh, in the in the process, yeah. I guess you yeah, could I've, say. I've talked to I've talked to the board at the at the trust about um, not necessarily a podcast, but like a video interview. I said very mm-hmm. similar to my podcast, but you know, Lancaster County focused and, and, and once a month, cause I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it more than that. Right. But, but I, I think, I think it's just a great education tool and people consume things in different ways. And so it's good to give people different ways to, to consume. So I, I think that's a great yeah. idea. Um, and I'm sure that nobody, nobody else has tried that there. So you're, 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 you're on like new ground. It is, it yeah. is kind of, yeah. yeah down here. Um, the, yeah, there's a couple other organizations here in town that are sort of preservation, um, based there's restore mobile. And then of course there's the, the city, um, the historic development commission, which is the city organization. Um, but nobody's doing any podcast or digital video, um, too much right now. So that is, um, that's on my list. Yeah. I have a very long list. <laughs> I understand. I'm sure you I, can imagine. <laughs> so I, but I, I applaud your effort. So, so tell me about the trends and challenges that you see in preservation. So the, the biggest thing for me, um, and you know, one of the things that I was trying to educate people with the podcast and just talking to people in general is, uh, you know, I just feel like there's, still so many misconceptions about what preservation is and what we do. Um, And I'm sure you've seen some of the recent articles that have been published about, you know, I I can't even remember the most recent one. The the stop fetishizing old houses. Yeah. 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 And there's things like that. And then it's like the, you know, how, how uh, old neighborhoods aren't, aren't good for the city and I don't know, different things like that and why historic districts are bad and, and, and I just keep seeing that. And it just feels like that's something that we're having this trouble overcoming. Yeah. And, and I don't know if it's be, I, I guess it's just because people just don't really know, you know, they I think um, some of it is. Yeah. I yeah. Think, I think some of it is definitely that people don't know. And I think that some of it is preservation's not great at marketing. <laughs> Right. So, so like they they kind of yeah. got labeled as like the I hear a lot the um what is it the the hysterical board or whatever right. people say that. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, well, really, it's not it's not that bad if you like stay within the rules. Like I've never had an application denied. But if I went in with something crazy, they would deny right. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I make it a point uh, you know, here when I'm doing tours at Oakley, um, uh, you know, of course, our tours are different depending on who's doing the tour. But since I have the architectural history and preservation background, I talk a lot about the historic districts here and that sort of thing. And so in, in my own little way, 
any any given day when I'm giving a tour, I'm I'm trying to dispel some of that negative information, even if it's just to the two people that I'm talking to. <laughs> I'm like, you know, tell them about the districts and then why they're important and how it's not just regulating your paint color right. and you know your roof your roof or things like that that people think it is. And well, so, there, yeah, oh, I was yeah. going to say there there was a really funny scene in the last season of American Horror Story. I don't know if you watch it, but there was there they were, they were in New they were in Providence Town in in Massachusetts, and they were they they were in front of the historic historic board, and they were like they came in with one white and then there was another white that was the approved white. They're like, can we use this white? They were like, Oh no. And it was, I thought it was just a funny <laughs> representation of like what people think it is because the two, yeah. whites, you couldn't tell the difference, but you know, the one was totally unacceptable. <laughs> it yeah. just made me giggle. And I've looked a couple times online to see if I could find the clip, but I guess nobody else thought it was as funny as I right. did. <laughs> So. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's it's it makes you laugh, but then at the same time, it's like that people really think that's what we're doing. Yeah. You know, that we're just out here being nitpicky, and it's not. Uh, you know, it's way more uh, in depth than yes. than that kind of stuff. And so, nuances. yeah, 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 and yeah. So I, you know, to me that that's always been the biggest issue, and that's you know one of the biggest things that I focus on. But of course, like, you know, you mentioned Sarah, I love all the work that Sarah's doing. She's doing amazing things, she is. Um, you know, with, with the, with the salary transparency and just looking at preservation from different perspectives. It's not just about pretty old houses. It's, right. you know, it's community. It's um, the connections that people have with, with the old houses right. and, and I'm so excited. I get to to meet her finally in person at the end of April at the Dismantle oh, Preservation exciting. Conference. Yeah. And it's so weird because we've been talking for years right. and it's like, how have I not actually met you in person yet? <laughs> COVID. <laughs> so, right. Well, yes, that's part of it, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that too. And, and to get some different perspectives and, you know, especially here, it's, um, you have to be, uh, I don't know. I just, oh, I'm trying to think of the right way to put it. Um, I don't want to say people are kind of set in their ways, but they kind of are a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, one of the things uh, when I started working here was, and I like to tell the story because I think it's funny, but, um, you know, obviously I know your listeners can't see my face, but my hair is not a natural hair color. Um, it has not been for quite a while. And when I went in for my interview here, I had pink hair and I was at the very end. I said, you know, obviously I have pink hair and I understand that I, as the director, I'm the forward facing person of this organization. And I have no problem going back to a normal color. And, you know, one of the board members was kind of like, well, you know, I think that's kind of the energy we need around here. (laughs) That's fun. (laughs) And I was like, yes, thank you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I'm probably 10 years older than you. And, um, I, I still will. Well, I've decided this last year when, when I had my birthday, I decided that I wasn't going to say anymore that I'm not, I'm not as young as I look because at some point people are going to think I'm delusional, but, (laughs) but I have this dress that I bought at Torrid that has flowers, but skulls all over it Yeah, (laughs) that I wear in the summer. And one day I was someplace and 
the one of the I and I'm, I'm I, when I wear it, I'm like, oh, this is probably not what the what a, what they think a preservationist would wear. But I don't, you know, and um, but I'm going to be me and I'm going to, you know, bring bring whatever I am, whatever I am. I'm going to I'm going to be myself. And mm-hmm. one day somebody looked at it and said, those aren't flowers. I said, no, they're not. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. But I, but I do think, and I, and I like, I, a couple times, a few times on the podcast, I've talked to, to people in your age range where, you know, that, that I'm, you know, like, t- like I'm kind of in between that, you know, the, the, the super young energy, but then also the, the, um, the older people that are kind of like set in their ways and trying to figure out how to, how to appeal to younger people. Right. <laughs> and um, I, I, but then there's, um, and I, I, I love that there's more women that I'm talking to in that age range and, and, mm-hmm. being, and being involved in preservation there. I mean, there have been multiple, multiple times in my career that I'm the only woman, you know, in the room or, or present for, for discussions, especially mm-hmm. being coming from construction as a construction background. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's something that's really, I really heartening to me. Um, and I, and I, I, I enjoy that. So I, I, I love your hair color and it, I wouldn't, I would, I would say, keep it too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there was a, there's a woman though, that's probably, I, I also interviewed her for the podcast that she worked here for the state office of historic preservation. Now she's on her own as a consultant and she's probably about 10 years older than I am. And she talks about you know, when she started working at the state office of historic preservation, she was the only woman. And so she, cause it was like in the early nineties. And so she, they gave her all the nominations to work on. So she got really good at that. And that's what she's out consulting doing now. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. What they didn't want to do, you know, became your strength. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, but yeah, so I, I, I appreciate, I appreciate you putting some energy and, and new and new life into into your your position too i'm trying yeah i'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm working on it little um, by little working, working yeah words is a struggle sometimes <laughs> <laughs> i know some of my board members listen too so they'll probably giggle <laughs> so um where can where can or was there any before we wrap up was there anything else that you wanted to share before i before we wrap up uh no, I mean, I just, you know, just want to encourage people, like if, if you're interested in preservation, uh, definitely there's so many different options that you can go with. You know, you can go to school like like some of us did. You get a regular, regular degree. You can. Uh, but I also always like to point people out to to trades programs, too, because I also really enjoy doing stuff, you know, mm-hmm. doing stuff with my hands, not right. that. Like it's not my specialty, but um, you know, I have done window restorations. I love doing tombstones and crypts and cemetery things like that. I love doing those types of things, working with the plaster and mm-hmm. um, so you know, uh, just kind of uh, see what's out there and find the thing that you enjoy, and then then go for it. Yeah. That's what I say. So we could always use more people in the field, and oh, don't definitely. feel like um, you know. And the other thing too is that that people are people in preservation are probably some of the nicest people um that I have dealt with and and I've had a lot of different types of jobs (laughs) uh throughout my life and uh there's um there's never one of those things I'm sorry hold on I'm getting a call I just um, I can't hear it so that's good (laughs) 
Yeah, it was, it just popped up on the screen. Oh, okay. And I, I, okay. Um, uh, so yeah, preservationists are some of the nicest people I've ever met and everybody's always willing to share their information and their connections and, uh, which I also absolutely love, especially now as the director of this organization and also managing a house museum, um, you know, is a little bit more than I've done in the past. And so I've had to reach out to other people that have, you know, manage house museums and be like, how, how have you guys been doing this? Like, um, you know, what do you do for this and this, that, and the other? And people are so willing to be like, give you everything they know (laughs) and send it to you. And I just love that. Um, That I I agree. I agree. It's not like it's a big secret and it's proprietary or, you know, right. Yeah. 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 I I, I really agree. I agree with you on that. So how, how can our listeners uh, listen to the uh, 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 preservation destination? So the podcast is available on my website, which is just preservationdestination.com. It's really easy. Uh, you can listen to it there. It's also on um, uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Play as well. Okay, very good. And then I'm assuming that then listeners can contact you through your preservation destination website if they were interested in. Yes, there. Yes, there is a uh, a form that they can fill out uh, and send it to me, and I will get it. Uh, they can also send me an email directly. Uh, it's Taylor at preservationdestination.com. Okay. And then we also have an Instagram, which is just called preservation destination on Instagram. Okay. Very good. Well, and we'll make sure that we have the ways to contact you on our, on our site, where our website or where our podcast is, is hosted so that you, you, that, so that if somebody's listening, they didn't get a chance to write it down, they can find you there. Sounds good. Well, very good. Thank you so much for your time today. Sure. No problem. Thank you. I really appreciate it. This is my first time being a guest, so (laughs) it's pretty exciting. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Practical Preservation Podcast. The resources discussed during this episode are on our website at practicalpreservationservices.com forward slash podcast. If you received value from this episode and know someone else that will get value from it as well, please share it with them. Join us next week for another episode of the Practical Preservation Podcast. For more information on restoring your historic home, visit practicalpreservationservices.com.